back once again. It's another week and another episode of the Folkman Entertainment Podcast. Woo! What's Woo-hoo. up, Harrison? Ah, uh, yeah. Hello. How are you? I am good. I'm very good. And we got some big news this week. The biggest reveal of ever. Fucking Sora is in Smash. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no, that was that was stupid. I didn't give a shit about that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone <laughs> made a big old deal about Smash. I'm like, uh, who cares? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but what's up, guys? Yeah, we do, but we do have some cool stuff this week. Uh, what was our first thing, Harrison? What were we going to talk about? The first thing we're going to talk about is the ending of What If. We've come to that finale. Everything has come full circle and wound together. Scare I scare you. What? Why do I scare you? Because I don't like Sora. Because <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Well, actually, that's not true. Kingdom Hearts is a really fun game, but it's just ridiculous. And like they've put, they've made too many of them, and I can't get into the series now. I just can't. After I played the first one, and after that, I'm like, I can't, I can't play anymore. Because they've now made like Kingdom Hearts two, three, two X, fucking all these weird like, you know what I'm saying? Like they've made like the DS one, they made the Wii one, they made the fucking like they made all kinds of different Kingdom Hearts games that all somehow interconnect with each other. I just can't play. Is Kingdom Hearts one of those games that uh like adds a bunch of weird nonsense to every RPG, like each incremental one, a bit like Pokemon does. You know, like how suddenly you're like stirring up Pokemon food and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that, Mister. Your heart broke as a Halo fan. Oh, I only play one. Is to- okay. Yeah, same here, Mister. Action. I I can't play anything other than Kingdom Hearts One simply because, like I said, there's it's too much time and effort, and I can't do it. I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> That's like starting at Final Fantasy seven and and trying to jump through. You know, I'm I'm gonna go to eight. Now I'm gonna go to nine. Now I'm gonna go to ten and ten two. Yeah, like, if you go three years. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, can't do it. Just it's not enough time. Anyway, so yeah, we also got another reveal for Resident Evil. Welcome to the Raccoon City. We got both the domestic for us for our US audiences and the the international trailer Ooh. for all you for the you UK people because apparently. I don't know. You get to see a little bit, like you know what? In the UK, we're going to show her on a motorcycle. In the other, in America, we're going to show her in a car. Ooh, international, yes. Yeah, yeah I just didn't. I didn't get. I'm, I'm assuming there's something that was not okay on the American version. That's just. But yeah, we got both versions, so we'll check. <laughs> I scared Mister Action because he was listening to it offline. Like he was, he was. Oh, I guess he was listening to one of our other podcasts, and then yeah, we just popped up. Ah, uh, well, you need to be ready. You need to be like, yeah, yeah, be ready next time. Yeah, like you know, watch out. That's what Focal Entertainment does to you. Jumps out of you. Oh my god, what? Exactly. Interrupt you with <laughs> pop culture and Star Wars and nonsense. <laughs> yes, that's exa- just just like that. Like, like, just like what he just did. But yeah, then we also got some Star since he brought up Star Wars, we also got some Star Wars books, which I'm thinking I'm, those are pretty cool. I'm definitely going to be reading them. I, the only reason I bring these up is because, hey, it's Star Wars, and then also we have our our buddy here who does audio books and maybe might give him a few ideas. Yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting to look at. I think but we yeah. might, uh, I think we do, we obviously love Star Wars, so I'm going to try and respect it. So we'll give people some time to actually read the books before we jump straight onto audio books on the channel. Yeah, also I would so say- Disney doesn't get angry at us. It's like stop giving away our book. <laughs> it's like I bought it. What is? What's the problem? Nah, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into the first into our first thing. So, uh, episode nine of What If? Pretty good. 
I, I think it was, a, I, I'm not going to say the best because it, it definitely wasn't my favorite episode. Uh, I think that was still going to be uh, either, I'm, shit, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying, I think I'm going to either give that to the Killmonger episode or possibly Captain Carter. How about you, Harrison? Yeah, I don't know. Favorite episode? I don't know. The one I had the most fun with was probably the T'Challa Star Lord episode. That was the one that was like, I love what they're doing here. I enjoyed every part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the I gave uh, the last episode a kind of five out of five because I really enjoyed it. So you might think that that was my favorite, but obviously that episode kind of has to have this episode to go with it, and they have to both work. I'd say this one's really good. I'm not going to say it's necessarily my favorite. I don't know if I'm entirely, you know, like, oh, this is the perfect ending to this series. But it's pretty damn solid. And I can't tell you there's much that I didn't enjoy. There's a couple of little bits, as usual, where I think they exaggerate some people's powers. Um, yeah. I, I think you do have to consider this as sort of um, a two-parter episode with the last episode. So the whole premise of like Thanos just being aced like that and some of the things that they do, it's a bit off. But also like the fact, as we were talking about before we came online, why on earth of all the multiverses, it doesn't really make much sense that these are the ones you'd pick, Watcher. I yeah. don't get a good Thor. Okay, so here, let me, let me try to get to... I'll pause it so, let me, so we don't get... A copyrighted like we did last week, but here, yeah, let's look. Go ahead and look at the team. He gets so Doctor Strange Supreme, and that's that's obvious because Doctor Strange can see him, and he's like as powerful or on the same level as the Watcher. So obviously he's going to get him. But then T'Challa, Star Lord. I'm like, okay, I I like that, and Captain Carter. Then we have these three of like, you're right. Why not get normal Thor? Why the hell did you get Killmonger at all? And then Gamora, I have no problem with Gamora, but you had like the Sakaar Junker Tony Stark right there. And I'm like, dude, come on. You can't, he would not be helpful in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you could have grabbed these people. They were right there next to the people you grabbed. And you're just like, no, oh, no, no, no. You and your genius and your amazing power. We'll leave that alone. Yeah, exactly. Like no reason why you should have to try to go up against Ultron. Like, you know, you might have a few ideas, but no, because I mean, like in theory that, that, I mean that universe where Tony Stark was on Sakaar that's the universe where he, after Age of Ultron after having fought Ultron he got sucked into the portal instead of the Hulk so it's like it's like the idea that um, fuck it what's it uh, he, I, I have the idea that he would already have you know had experience fighting Ultron he probably would have had a few ideas on how to take down Vision Ultron I'm, I don't I don't know and then, uh, then let's also talk about that. Their plan to take him down. The fucking the Infinity. What is it? The Infinity Masher or? Uh, yeah, the Crusher. The, yeah, Infinity Crusher. I'm like, what kind of nonsense is this? <laughs> yeah, and then the thing that actually annoyed me about that the most was, yes, I know, I was kind of okay with them having like, okay, we've got this one piece of kit specifically designed to destroy Infinity Stones. Okay. But then the way it didn't work kind of annoyed me. I was like, oh, piss off. <laughs> <laughs> because, because, like, by the point where they're like, oh, they're all unique. This was designed to destroy the Infinity Stones from my universe. It's like, oh, oh, well, I was designed to breathe the air from this universe for you. Which, oh, that actually brings up a good question there. Is that so, with that in mind, 
in in theory, you know, we saw the uh, fucking the ancient one explained how like, oh, when you take an infinity stone from this universe, it creates an alternate timeline and sh- an alternate reality. So, so does that mean that that infinity stone is also in theory from another universe and therefore w- shouldn't have worked when they snapped back everybody? Like, you can't give me that kind of nonsensical rule just on the yeah, yeah. Like, like that part of like, oh, the Infinity Stones only work in the universe they're meant for. That is bullcrap because then the, the whole premise of Endgame does not make sense and doesn't work. Yeah, because like, because like, we have to get into the whole like quantum trippiness of let's say you know that like every single timeline is a different universe. So timelines and universes are the same thing. So just because they went and got them from their own timeline doesn't mean that they're the same timeline as them. Oh God, I don't know. Oh, oh dear. Um, yeah you see what i mean it's like it gets into a whole other i'm like i get that they were just doing that to build it up and then to be like oh no we can't beat ultron how are we gonna beat him now but still i'm just like that was that was unnecessary and it was kind of a waste of time okay so all right according to mr action also in the comics the infinity stones only work in universe and so in the in certain universe like universe one can only work with infinity stone one like i guess i that uh still then there was no point. Then anyone who who was that was either at, uh, at best, it was it just kind of like a cheap little like uh, gotcha moment. At worst, it was a flat out like, nah. If you're a comic book fan, then screw you, because <laughs> we're just gonna waste your time. <laughs> like I mean, because you knew exactly if you if like if Mister if you're like Mister Action and you knew that that little piece of info, then you knew exactly what was gonna happen. It's like, oh, that's not gonna work. Well then, yeah, because 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 it can't work. Because then presumably. The moment that Ultron moved between universes mm-hmm. to like fight the Watcher, he would have like depowered because his Infinity Stone stopped working. Yeah, that's another thing. I'm like, I don't understand how that works either. Or if the, if the multiverse is somehow like separate, for, that doesn't count as a universe. It's just like that's a whole other separate area. See, we're his body the- is powered by the Mind Stone, so he would have like shut down. Presumably, like, like he's just like the vision husk. Because <laughs> long run time writing, I uh, yeah, I, um... you are right, Mister Action. I think that that's ultimately my biggest criticism of the entire series is they do a lot of like, eh, yada 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 yada. Who cares? Through stuff, I'm like, no, like we're here to mess with time. Like, I want there to be good details and interesting sci-fi stuff. Yeah, like, so, I mean, I did like the, so as long as we're talking about details, I enjoyed these little things, like the, you know, the Captain Carter Winter Soldier episodes, or so, we got the guy back from, both from that episode, or from that Captain America movie, and from Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I, I, I figured you would enjoy that, Harrison. What you know was funny, it was like, we were watching this, me and Rue, and she was like, you know what's really good? They haven't done that stupid, like, just remaking shot for shot old movies thing again and then this happens and, we and then they like, absolutely oh. yeah then they absolutely did that with her and then they went to yeah peter quill and they're showing yep like hey guys remember guardians of galaxy 2 that happened and like- then yeah we get we get the well i did kind of enjoy peter dinklage being there maybe that's just me no, yeah, yeah, that was fun. No, it, it was it was literally most of that that whole sequence was great. It was literally that bit of Captain Carter on the boat where we did shot for shot the opening of um Captain America Winter Soldier. And 
like I, I kept waiting for Carter to be like, let's do something different, you know, like let's show how Carter's, you know, different from Steve. And she did like the same damn stuff. Like with you know this guy going, oh, don't you want to have a fight with me? And you know, I wanted her to be like, no, bump. Yeah, exactly. I thought that would have been awesome. Which you know, it's it's hypocritical of me because that's a, that's one of the reasons I got pissed off at Captain Marvel. For it's like, oh, you didn't. He was trying to get you to do a fisticuff thing, and you didn't. But in this particular case, I would have loved that because it's the fact that they were priming you to to think that she was going to throw down the shield. But I think that would have been awesome for her to just throw the shield at him and be like, no, screw you, dude. Yeah, because I think it's kind of weird that she does. Because I'm like, why? What yeah, are they why saying she... about like what does that mean about her and Steve? You know that they're that similar. But like, like as you pointed out, that you know, um, she had a very different thing to say to what Steve did. Like you know, um, like like Steve was like, I had a dance, and she was was it like, did we win the war? Yeah, and it was like, like oh, it... there's a significant difference between the two people, and they're like, eh, but they're pretty much the same. Don't worry yeah and then not to mention like the same thing I mean, i'm not saying that captain carter would instantly go out and start dating people but the same thing like you're right the whole black widow trying to hook her up with all with all the different dudes i'm like yeah that's that's unnecessary like we get it captain the, the captain american and her are both not but like, but we didn't need that same thing of of black widow like i i guess i'm on board with that but i don't know i i, I get what they were going for like they were just trying to like they're trying to show you that things aren't entirely different, but what worries me is the very end. Then, they're like, let's just go ahead and talk about this real quick because we got the end credit scene with her when she comes back and they've won and the day is saved. She comes back and they find the Hydra Stomper, and yeah. oh, there's someone inside of it. I'm like, presumably we're gonna we're primed to think that it's Steve Rogers, but wouldn't if we, if we're going off of like the same premise that you know this yeah, is I the was... Winter Soldier, isn't he gonna be the Winter Soldier, or he's yeah, like the so... he's, He's gonna be like the the winter stomper. That was this. This is my thing. So I was like, so what are they? What are they gonna do? Because the Winter Soldier specifically was they redid the the superhero serum, the super soldier serum. Exactly. If they instead got hold of a massive Iron Man suit and went, nah, let's not bother with that. Let's make Iron Man suits. I'd completely understand. But for it to be Steve inside, like, why would you bother like preserving the dude who could fly it? Unless there's some weird time travel, Steve got frozen anyway. It rhymes George Lucas style nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what they're trying to go for. Is that it's Steve who got trapped inside? Like they, it's like some kind of cryogenic frozen something or other, and like Steve is trapped inside, but he also has like the super soldiers or some kind of failed experiment of it, and now he's the. He's the Hydra stomp instead of because he's not going to be the Hydra stomper. He's going to be the Hydra because he stomps for Hydra, not against them. Oh, I actually kind of. Do you know what? Actually, like, like, I get it. Okay, so they're making Steve like her Winter Soldier. So, like, it's not like she gets to have her Steve back. It's like, oh my God, she has to. She now has to have her ver version of Civil War, I guess. Um, yeah, like, and so that that's kind of like fighting over a boyfriend. It's my thought that that's what the Watcher meant when he told her, like, hey, trust me, that universe and that that uh, world needs Captain Carter. I'm assuming it's yeah. because this guy is going to be showing up in season two to fuck everything up. So do you think we're going to get season two? Oh, I, I, I would certainly hope so. And and like based off of this end credit scene, it seems like they're going to. And then also it begs the question, where is Tony Stark at this point? Because if that's the Hydra Stomper, like at, at Captain America Civil War is after Avengers. 
So is there Tony Stark? Is there an Iron Man? And where's Thor in this case? Like, yeah, because like presumably Stark Industries has just been making because like like did they need anything else to be able to power that Hydra Stomper that they lost in that? And uh, the Tesseract. But other than that, no. Like they needed a te- they needed Infinity Stone to power it. Either that or an arc reactor, which again, in theory, an arc reactor would exist at this point yeah. in time. Yeah. So, all right. So, Mr. Ag, I want to talk about that. Why couldn't Ultron just snap the team out of existence? I think it's because Doctor Strange did that magical, like, protection spell over them. Here, uh, let's see where it is, because... Yeah, that, that protection spell was doing a lot of work in this whole thing. Yeah, um, and it looked really I... cool. There we go. Yeah. That... Dude, I, like I, I thought that looked badass. Like you see Thor in his in like a, have a magical like horns and all that. Sh- her with her giant magic shield and like, and then even like a knight costume or something like that. I thought it was all yeah. kind of cool to have them like have different things put over them. I, I was pretty happy about that. I, I have to say it's one of the things that I think Marvel's done really well. I love all of the way they've made uh, Doctor Strange's magic look. Hmm. Um. But yeah, no, I, I, I have to say that. This is something that I know that uh, my girlfriend hates uh, about Doctor Strange, but I love Doctor Strange, so I feel a bit conflicted about this. But the magic is a bit loose in terms of its rules. It just kind of always works for no good reason. Um, Okay. Yeah, this protection spell, and he was like, oh, it won't last. But it, it lasted for a long time through a lot. And like... Was it yeah. Ultron went, Oh, if I just destroy you, the spell will end. And it was like, You've been smacking him around this entire time and it still hasn't killed him. So I don't know why the spell's still going. Yeah, that's true. I, it's because it's it's just cool. It's really freaking cool. <laughs> like, tell me that this fight, which I mean, it, it happens like, all right, so um, it was a 30 minute episode. It happens about 10 minutes in. And so the, the next like 15 to 20 minutes are just the fight. And I'm like that. So that's that did not disappoint at all. And I love how they started too with Thor being just like yeah, and li- shooting lightning up, and then freaking Ultron. See, like that was kind of funny, but also kind of uh, proves our point that we talked about earlier about how why the hell did he choose this particular team? Yeah. Also, Mister Action, you said uh, Thanos can top Doctor Strange with oh. half of the stones. Now, the thing I will say is, is this is a very different Doctor Strange because I, I think the way I see it. Is because Doctor this Doctor Strange also can see the Watcher. He is on a almost the same level as Thanos, not Thanos, um, as uh, Ultron in this, like in terms of power, because he devoured all those demons. Mm-hmm. Like he's just insane now, which is why he had to be trapped in his own little universe. Exactly. I mean, like, look at that. He he brings out that three headed dragon power. Oh, King like- Ghidorah comes out. Exactly. I'm like that. And I like how Thor, what? You were hiding that the whole time? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Thanos would have been, would have died instantly against this Doctor Strange. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk about this as well. Is that what bugs me is that he didn't bring in Spider Man. Like we saw, we get to see all the zombies and then zombies Scarlet Witch show up, but he doesn't bring in uh, the zombie hunter Spider Man, which really, really irked me. I'm like, dude, that was, you could have, like, why isn't he on the team? Like, you brought Killmonger before you brought Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, you feel like Killmonger would, sorry, Spider Man would have been better at getting stones off of um, Ultron than Killmonger would have. 
Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's my thought thinking anyway. I'm just like, I, and then not to mention you have less chance that Spider-Man's probably going to, you know, betray you. Mr. Uh, Ashen, though, you, you said you hope about Shumagorath. Gorath. I, I think, I think you sort of did because I'm pretty sure all those tentacles were the bits of Shumagorath that Doctor Strange ate. Yeah, I, I was hoping for Mr. Ashen. I'm surprised you didn't mention this, given how obsessed you were with the Madam's posterior. Um, but I was hoping that we'd get um, Zombie Wasp come through and like have like a God of War style fight at the end, like with uh, Massive Ultron. <laughs> that would actually be really cool. Her come through the portal, like instead of it, it's not those zombies. It's what came with the zombies. It's freaking Scarlet or not Scarlet Witch. It's a wasp just coming in there, just smashing freaking Ultron up. That's completely what I thought it was going to be. And then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot Scarlet Witch was in that. Oh yeah, yeah. And although that was that was pretty cool uh, to have her show up for only a second. It was it was pointless, but still pretty cool to have her, uh, you know, attack him and then be like, oh shit. And the like I talked about offline. When uh, he when she attacks him full force, uh, he's just, he gets just shakes it off, and she's just like, "Oh no!" And then the planet explodes. I thought that was really great. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I also think you know what the Thor comedy, like I talked about it a minute ago with uh, him, you know, screwing up and then and alerting Ultron. But then also when they when there's a part when attacking Ultron, like uh, they like he shoots off like a million different Mjolnirs, like uh, Doctor Strange like puts it through a portal. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And like multiplies it, and there's there's a point where they all hit Ultron, and then one just goes Dong! after all of them, like that kind of just a little subtle like comedy things like that, and then also him screaming "Viva Las Vegas" as a battle cry. Yes, that was pretty damn good. I quite liked that. It's like "Viva Las Vegas." Can't say I've heard that battle cry before. It works very well as a battle cry. <laughs> It was pretty great. I, like I liked it, but like I think my biggest gripe with this episode is I wish it was longer. Like that was that's my only thing is it it should have been a longer episode. Yeah, I I agree. I was hoping, I think like what I was hoping for was that um and we mentioned this last episode that that this would be um a setup for season two. I was hoping that season two would be the Watcher getting his team together. Um. You know, or, or something, so that we could sort of stretch this storyline out, um, and that, which is why I'm a little bit concerned. I'm worried that they've closed this storyline down. I, I'm, I want to get a season two. I'm concerned they're going to take that away from us. See, I don't think we're going that we're not going to get a season two. I, I believe we're going to get Loki. Uh, you know, we're gonna, we're going to get Loki season two next, and then I, I think based off of the conclusion of that, they're going to find a way for the multiverse to somehow exist, but not you know go to war with each other. Like I think that's going to be the whole point of Loki is trying to trying to continue to uh, keep the multiverse intact, and then that'll lead into season two, which will be now that the multiverse has been stabilized, we have now we can go back to watching our store these stories, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> also fantastic. and now i go back to my stories <laughs> i'm gonna go make some popcorn which i did want to bring up that Scar uh black widow made me feel really bad like she kind of like has a gotcha moment for the entire audience of the show where she's like you know this is messed up like you're just sitting here watching you can't interfere like did you make popcorn while my friends were dying i'm like fuck probably at least once yeah <laughs> yeah de definitely in that episode where they all died yeah like I'm just like I'm just uh, yeah like they have her in the in the fucking all right no it's at the very end in the pub 
when they're all like, yeah, they have Scarlet or they have a uh, Black Widow, like kind of give the watcher like a, a fuck you. It was like, I'm not going to go back to that universe. How dare you ask me to like, how, and then how dare you not fix it because you have the power to. I'm like, yeah, she has a point, dude. Like, it's kind of screwed up for you to just sit there and watch it and for your for, like, and us to watch it for our entertainment. <laughs> we yeah, are the watcher. Like, I find I find it a little bit weird that like he won't let her in on the surprise. Like, this, you know, like like if you're trying to like surprise someone with something, there's a point at which they get upset that like you need to just let them in on it now. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like, Scarlet, calm, calm, calm the hell down. I'm letting you go to another place. Don't. Worry. Yeah, like I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna put you on this planet by yourself. I'm not. A, I'm not, not a, a monster. monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> but yeah, like, I wonder, does that count? Like, does that count as him uh, interfering in this universe? Yeah. But oh whatever. God. Right. I, I. I quite like this in a way. Like, as in, I like that he dumps her here. I'm like, that's fun. That's cool. Oh, I okay. I hate and... what Nick Fury says here. Yeah, you're not oh my... my god, but something tells me you've got her spirit. What the hell is this? So, uh, yes, I agree. That's kind of a dumb thing because, like, wouldn't his first words be like, "Widow, how are you alive?" <laughs> like, he, he's never encountered the multiverse before. Don't give me that crap. And it's it's like the the like magical uh, Sam Jackson character, you know, like. Well, I'm a helpful man. I'm a helpful old black man. And I'm going to tell you, you've got his spirit. It's like, this is weird. Don't do that, mm. Marvel. Like, just go, yeah, like, like you say, just go like, well, this is less crazy than other things that have happened today. Welcome back. Yeah. You know, like, carry on. Mm. So what I actually also kind of like is that they brought back the, so you know, you remember the universe where what if all the Avengers died, right? Yes. Like, what, that's this universe. Because yes, I realized, I, yeah. Yeah, I didn't I I didn't realize that until I think my second watching. I'm just like, "Oh shit," cuz it's Captain America, Captain Marvel flying around, but there's no other Avengers. So Yeah, I I liked it like in a way that I liked that they brought that in cuz I was kind of going through the episode going they've brought in like every other episode except this one. Mm-hmm. Um and you know like especially by the time the zombies had come, I was like, "Oh wow, this is the last one left." Um but it it, it almost annoys me because it's like that was the worst episode. I hate that episode, and it's not oh. even a good payoff in this episode. Like it's like, eh, it's all right. It's, it's a cool. It if you didn't know. Yeah, if you didn't realize it, you exactly you miss it. But I like how Mister Action. Apparently, he didn't realize. He's like, oh snap. Oh, you didn't realize Mister Action. Yeah. But yeah, that's. That co- but you know what's sad is that show. She makes this whole thing about this whole tirade now about my friends are all dead and you can't send me back to this. U- Going to this universe, your friends are all dead still. Like, except for Captain America. <laughs> Look, you said you only had one friend anyway. That like, big lady said you only had three friends. I'm like, willing to bet now you have two. <laughs> How pissed are you going to be if you're Black Widow? You come to this new universe. So where's Clint? Oh, uh, about that. Turns out that Hank Pym is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still bad, yeah. Yeah, no, but... I mean, at least she got to be with Nick Fury and Captain America, so there's something. But I'm like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah. Like I wish, like I said, I wish it was longer because I would have liked to see other other stuff done and more. Like maybe have that moment we talked about where T'Challa and Killmonger talk to each other, or maybe like like have have a little more of a of like a bonding moment between the the uh, Apocalypse Universe Widow 
and uh, Captain Carter like explaining how yeah we were already friends and I know everything about you and I kind of sh- like I would have liked stuff like that. Yeah, I, I have to admit like T'Challa and Killmonger, like T'Challa is way too wise and wonderful in that episode with with Kill- Yeah, he's like ah cousin ah why. Why cousin? And he's like, I'm not your cousin. And it's like, yeah, dude, like, come on. He literally has murdered you and your dad. And like, yeah, did that conversation did not, not come up? <laughs> exactly. Did the watcher not say, so hey, watch out for that guy because he's kind of, he, he killed T'Challa in the other universe. He's called Killmonger. And maybe that's why he didn't, see, that's the only reason I can think why he didn't bring back the Sakaar Tony Stark. Is because he's like to, that would be an awkward con- like maybe Killmonger would say something to that Tony Stark or worse kill him again. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I, I want to know: Does this widow, when she goes back to, you know, to this new universe with a new Steve, does she like go? I met this woman, and I think she's like your kind of woman. Like I, I think I found the one. Okay, so yeah, like we need to talk about that too, because she does talk about like uh Captain Marvel or uh Doctor Strange says, Oh yeah, in my universe, Steve Rogers got the the st- uh, the serum and she she goes like, Oh, now that would be a su-. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, huh, Captain America and Captain Carter. I'm like, well I do you know what? I, okay. I watched that episode. I, if they did that that episode of what if of just like, you know, like those two like holding hands, like throwing shields at the same time together i'd watch that that'd be cute two, yeah. two giants frolicking in battlefield <laughs> those are the only two people who could actually like ever be with each you know i, I understand that <laughs> there's never anyone who's actually meant for each other it's those two people with the super soldier serum and then john and then john walker comes in like an asshole tries to steal steve's lady i really love the idea of like <laughs> <laughs> like if you take like like that Captain Carter walking past when like when like Steve went to meet old Peggy in her bed and like and it's just that meme of the guy looking at a girl <laughs> and his girlfriend being real pissed off. <laughs> hey, you were supposed to wait for me forever. Yeah, like, get get off, Peggy. You, madam, <laughs> big Peggy. See, now that actually makes a question. Yeah, what, what would what would Captain America say to that? Of like, oh, if like if you told Steve Rogers that uh, she got the silver shield serum, what would he think? But yeah, no, and he's and I'd Mr. Action. That's where like you find out like St- like Steve Rogers is great on everything, but has really old fashioned views on women. Like he's just, just, he's just like no, she has to be smaller he, he, than me. He can't. He, he's such good friends with uh with uh, Natasha. So, yeah, yeah, I think he'd be into it. I think it'd be all right. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, if little I think Steve love having a partner who he didn't have to get stuff off shelves for. Her. <laughs> see, I think it, I would be more of like which, when we see what the what the super soldier serum allows you to do. Like you can throw like dumbbells into walls and shit. You can like break. You can like Isaiah Matthew or like or, or Isaiah. What's his name? I uh, the the guy who's who was the black Captain America. Oh yeah, uh, but when he takes like his Altoids can and throws it through the wall, I'm like, see, I feel like if you both have the the serum, you don't have to worry about breaking each other. Like you don't have to, because like that's a serious worry when you're Captain America and you're with a normal human being. Like, do you oh, they shit, like, I don't have to like rent out a room on the raft? Like, yeah, just so they don't destroy it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, you you go to a normal hotel room, the bed's gonna go through the fucking wall. <laughs> just like what's up? Isaiah what, Bradley. What's Isaiah Bradley. Steve going? Other guys the raft. Thank, their anniversary. Yeah. Thank you, Mister Action. It was Isaiah Bradley. So yeah, uh, but yeah. the point is that yeah, like when you see what the shit that they can do, I'm like, damn, dude, like you'd be worried about the person who doesn't have that serum. 
Like again, to go back to John Walker, he's the other. He's the third person who has that serum. If he like, I'd be worried about his wife. That's the that's the that's the mole rats Superman and uh, Lois Lane conversation, isn't it? It's just age old problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like only Wonder Woman would be able to handle it. It's like yeah, no. Why dude, Batman it. doesn't mind being the one in the Justice League without powers? <laughs> Batman likes being stepped on. He's got a, <laughs> nah. He's like. He's good. That's the that's the thing, like like when they're like ah your the only power you have is money. They walk into a bar. He's like I'll show you what power money is. It's like hello ladies, I've had drinks for everyone. Thank you very much. Oh yes, I am very rich and very handsome. Yes, I am Ben Affleck. Thank you. <laughs> oh him, he's a fish man. Ignore him. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, that that's my but that's my buddy. Don't worry about him. He's he's only here because he, he's here because he he needed a a, a friend. <laughs> nah, like but all his friends who are like super hot but weird. <laughs> like, you know. So yeah, I, I need to show you the. I don't know if you've ever seen that. There's a robot chicken sketch about that exact thing, about them all going <laughs> to a bar to go hook up with with people, and they're in costume. Oh no! <laughs> it's yeah, it's hilarious. But nah, he liked to be bullied. <laughs> oh dear God! But anyway, so. I think yeah, four or or five out of five, absolute great episode. Like, and and they have to if they don't do season two for this. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? You're throwing away money, Disney. Like, I mean, frankly, yeah. I'm I don't I don't understand why you didn't make it a twelve episode series. You could you could have easily squeezed three more episodes out of this, and which is like one reason I feel kind of cheated. We didn't get the Gamora episode. We didn't get a community a, a, a continuation to Shuri and like uh, Pepper trying to take over or trying to fight back against Killmonger. Like we got a little scene here and there. We didn't get like a whole. And I I felt cheated about that. You know what I mean? You, no, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I, I like one of the things that I was saying um, when I was watching this was that like this episode is good, but like because this episode is is about wrapping up the entire series as a whole like getting it to tie together i think it then means you have to kind of consider the whole series and the problem is then it means that when you have episodes that aren't as good like the you know the one where all the avengers die and it's just remakes of movies that you remember and some of them weren't that good to boot the first time um and like when you have bad episodes like that, but you have to watch the entire series, otherwise you can't get the end, that's a problem. Um, so I can't I can't say that this episode, there's anything wrong with it, but it does mean now the series is finished and the series is a little bit flawed because like with, with a show, an anthology show, you can get away with having a couple that aren't that good because you don't have to rewatch them. You, know, you don't have to go through the whole list to enjoy it. But with this, if it's going to be like plot important, but you hate the T'Challa Star Lord episode, well, screw you. You have to sit and watch the T'Challa Star Lord episode, and you don't get any other characters who you normally like. Well, you you do in that you get like you know you guys of the galaxy, but you don't get to like you know in like a normal TV show. If you had a show that hangs out with some characters you don't like, you go, oh well, the lead character that I love, who's always here, will be around at least in part of it. Uh. <laughs> Okay, real quick. I, I'm sorry, Harrison. I, this this throw, threw me for a loop. <laughs> this is the first time I think we've ever been asked to show what our designs, our t-shirts are. That's very strange, sir. Why? I'm like, sure, why not? It's a it's a Rick and Morty t-shirt. Uh, so this is. Um... It's like the it's the portal gun. Yeah, I don't know what Harrison's wearing, yeah, but like, like it's it's just like a generic t-shirt. It's like 
claims to be like a sporting goods company. <laughs> it's not. It's like fake, I think. But but thanks for tuning sorry. in. Uh, at Pists Bin Senin. I, I I'm I sorry. I probably been. I probably just screwed up your name. But anyway, back to back to uh, what if. Like you're, I think you're right. Yeah, like the, each of these episodes is kind of important. Like you have to, you have to watch like the T'Challa Starlight episode if you're gonna get this last episode. You have to watch the freaking uh, the Black Widow episode. You have, or you have to watch the one where all the Avengers die. You have to watch the Thor episode. Like in order for any of this to make sense, one episode. If you skip one episode, then the whole entire thing is like, well, well, what now? Or, yeah. or who's that guy? What what happened there? How how exactly does Doctor Strange have those dragons coming out of him? Why is T'Challa Star Lord? Like what? Yeah, like it. There isn't. This is not Star Wars Visions. There is no picking and choosing. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a bad thing necessarily. It's just like I hoped that if we're doing that, that all the episodes would live up to it. And I just think I just think they don't. I think some of them are just like, Ugh, I wish I could skip this. Mm-hmm. I, and I can now, to be honest. Now I've seen it once, I can just pick and choose the ones. <laughs> like never watch it again, <laughs> which is fair. I mean, yeah, no, I mean. I think the the zombie episode, T'Challa, Star Lord, Captain Carter, and maybe uh, probably one other is uh, what's it the the Doctor Strange episode are probably like the four that I'm that I'll watch all the time. These yeah. other ones, eh, I'll take or leave. And yeah, it, even including yeah, like this one, this, yeah. see, you know what's uh, even including this one, like this one was an awesome episode, but just like the, it's kind of like Endgame for me. Like I've only ever seen Endgame one time, and I can never watch it again because I know. I just know that it'll never be as good as it was that first time. It's a problem, I think, often with these kind of like big finale things. It's so much of it is just the like logistics of getting everyone together and just the practicalities of how do we do it and what what happens here that it gets a little bit dull. Like Endgame can be like that, and you kind of have to have that hype to carry you through. Um, mm-hmm. I think, like you said, because this episode, like a real good chunk of it, is just the fight. I think there's enough that can just keep me coming back to it. And like my Rue was saying, she loved the animation in this episode, which I agree with. There were some shots that they were doing that were really different. And when they hit uh, Ultron with the weird USB arrow and that uh, like, weird anime kind of death that he has, that was yeah. pretty sweet. I especially liked that, like how we had Zola, like in the in this weird like computer verse, like that was badass. Yeah, there are some things where, like, I remember they mentioned that they've you know, made some plan to destroy Ultron in the first episode. Sorry, as in, in episode eight. Um, but I do find it a little bit weird when, like, Zola just kind of destroys Ultron, like, with ease. Yeah, also, so that begs the question, I, like, what it, what makes Zola so important? Like, what yeah, makes what makes Zola important? better than um, Ultron? How can he just, like, have a computer fight with him and win? I don't, yeah, I don't know. But you were going to say something else. What else was... <laughs> Sorry, as Mr. Action has said in the comments, also we got a tiny belly Zola. <laughs> That's we... a very strange thing. I know what you mean, as in he was in his belly. Yes, we did get a tiny belly Zola. Uh, but that's just one of the strangest things I've seen written down. Um, yeah, that, I would agree. That is, that's bizarre. But we did, in fact, get a tiny belly Zola. <laughs> um, you, the USB arrow annoys me a little bit because it's just the dumbest thing because like when i first saw it i was like is that just a usb key on the end of an arrow and like you see it like close up in this and like that's a usb key on the end of an arrow and it beats like (laughs) the the ultimate like (laughs) 
destroyer of universes. Yeah, like if he's as powerful as he sh- as he th- claims to be, shouldn't he be able to just like catch it or even stop it? <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh no, not a flash drive. Like, <laughs> I love the idea that if I stabbed your computer with a flash drive, I could download something onto it. Hmm. I yeah, that's and that's not how flash drives work at all. You can't just go stab <laughs> it into the screen, and that's how it works. I'm like, cool, but no, there's no ports. I will make a port. But it, it's it's comic booky, and it's it's a it feels like something out of like a, a '90s or 2000s cartoon. Like that is absolutely some like some superhero TV show logic. But overall, I, I yeah, it was very good. I oh, holy crap, holy hell! It's it is oh, a it, it is yeah, a, a momentous occasion. That. He is back good to see you. Well, now Did I gotta you do enjoy this. Uh, the what if finale as well, Dale. And uh, Mr. Action, you say Zola sided with the Nazi party and was able to beat the main villain. The writers are sus. Now, he wasn't necessarily able to beat the main villain. Or, well, he he couldn't beat um, Killmonger. And they got locked in like a weird eternal battle. So I think the writers are saying he was still a bit of an asshole. And that's fine. As long as you say that Nazis are an asshole, I think it's okay. Yeah. Zola sided with the Nazi party and able to beat the villain. I think it's just that he was the worst evil. Like that's what they were trying to go for is that the Nazi was the worse evil than than the uh, AI computer, and then suddenly out of nowhere, then the then the black dude is becomes the worst evil because he wants to kill everybody. I suppose, yeah. I, yeah. Like he suddenly's like, hey, look, another thing I can use to be cut to get my people to have supremacy over the multiverse. <laughs> I'm like Jesus Christ, dude. Ah, yes, you, I you, should you... be the ultimate nerd here from like, the stomach you... of a robot. I'm like Krang. But a cartoon. Oh, yeah, teenage mutant ninja turtles. I oh yeah, Mister Action. No, or not Mister. Uh, Dale Erdman. No worries. Glad you're back. And he hasn't watched the finale yet. Well, then we've kind of spoiled a, a bit for you if you're if you've been sitting here watching. But I see you're, you're rewatching Star Wars chronologically, chronologically in the Star Wars universe, or chronologically in our universe. I would. I'm guessing in the Star Wars universe. That Stop probably ends up. <laughs> that probably, yeah. Just, is it just because he mentioned he had a girlfriend, Mister Action? Is that is that flexing, Mister Action? Every episode, you always bring me down. So you know, I had this prepared <laughs> just in just in case you you uh, decided to bring me down this episode. You are a good person, and people say nice things about you. <laughs> there you go, Mister Action. There's your there's your motivation for the day. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, and awesome, Dale. We're glad to have you back. But yeah, dude, like, although we're already at the end of it pretty much, but yeah, it was a great episode. The Watcher, I, I think based off of this alone, like we're definitely, well, yeah, based off of Natasha going to the other universe, based off of Captain Carter seeing, you know, the winner or uh, seeing like the Hydra Stomper again. And then with uh, this, it's like, the the watcher basically like summing it up is like there are mo- there are many vast realities and I'll be here watching them all you know that kind of not like that nonsense that he says at the end I I feel like we're definitely going to be getting we'll probably get us another episode of these two uh, at least we better we'll probably get an episode with I, it looks like we're going to get uh, let me see what it show uh, Peter Quill and T'Challa both teaming up and becoming Star Lord together <laughs> be good. which I think I think it'd be kind of cool to see both of them fighting for the title of Star Lord. Like maybe that oh, maybe that's just me. He like gets like the worst out of all of this. <laughs> all right, who gets the worst out? Of, what did you say? Peter Quill. He like gets nothing out of all of this. 
<laughs> like he's just some like poor kid who his mum dies. He just he works the Burger King or whatever for ages. Gets attacked by an alien. That's it. <laughs> nah, he t- he gets a new he gets a new friend. He ends up joining the Ravengers with T'Challa. Watch. <laughs> but yeah, like overall, great episode. I enjoyed it. I think it was I think it was great, and I can't wait for season two. Well, we'll I'm sure eventually we'll start going in, into like when we get like a teaser or like we'll get leaks or something. Because yeah, that's that's what happened the first time around. But anyway, let's go ahead and move into our next topic of Raccoon City. Of yeah, welcome to Raccoon City. Yes. So what did you what did you think, Harrison? I like we got this uh, last week. Our fir- the very first yeah trailer, and it apparently takes place. It's going to be uh, taking place both during the first and second game, based off of like this whole thing of like it's, it, we see the mansion and we see Claire and Leon in Raccoon City. Mm. And then, I, like, I'm all behind this. I, I think that's a good way to do it for a start. I think, you know, um, it's it's a hard thing to do because essentially Resident Evil 2 is kind of, you know, when the Resident Evil series really hit its stride and it figured out what it was doing. The absolutely. first game is beloved and it's important, like to the story. And I, I love it. We read the book here on the channel. You can go watch that um, or listen to it rather. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the audio book here on YouTube. Um, and, uh, I appreciate that trying to then go, okay, we have to have at least two movies. So we have to do a movie in the mansion and then do a movie, you know, like in Rackin City to introduce all these characters. I would go, yeah, that, that's a bit too much. Maybe for a TV show, yeah, you could do that. But for a movie, I like that they're they're mixing them together. And I think they're doing it quite well, to be honest, from what I've seen. Um, but there are yeah. some flaws, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah, see, my problem is that it feels like it's, it might be a little rushed because I don't know if Leon, like in the Resident Evil games, Leon and Chris are like best friends. And I don't know if they if they knew each other at that point in the in the series or like they or they're like they not maybe not best friends, but they they know each other. They they were on like the same team or they're on like the BSAA together or some such. Okay, yeah, because like in yeah within the games, like you know, uh, Resident Evil Two is uh, Leon's first day on the force. So he's exactly. like not met anyone, and yeah, by he, that by the point he gets there, Chris has already gone through the mansion incident, and he's like in a helicopter somewhere. Yeah, he's already he's gone off somewhere else, and yeah, exactly. Like, and that's my thing is I'm so, but by Resident Evil, I think it's five or six. They meant like I think in Resident Evil five he mentions Leon Kennedy, and then in Resident Evil, uh, yeah, it's Resident Evil six that he actually is like, oh hey Leon, like they, they there's a there's one of those parts where the two where their two stories intersect. And they have like a cutscene where they it's like Leon, you have to trust me. I can't trust you. I have to kill this. No, we can't. Like you know, they're fighting over this one character that one has to protect and the other one wants to kill. Yeah, yeah. I, and I know that the Resident Evil story has gone on to say that you know, like essentially all of the characters started working together to take down various biological weapons, either things that Umbrella had done or that other people had. And you know, yeah, it's it's okay. Also, um, there's there's your Jill Valentine, which I'm like, meh. Yes, I, I did notice that I got confused between Jill and Claire. I think you know, I was getting confused between uh, Brown Curly Hair, basically. Um, <laughs> so so okay, so so we do have a Jill and the Claire, which is good. Like I said, I, I'm really looking forward to <laughs> everything I see in this, except for a couple of things. This is cool. I love that they're like recreating that shot quite faithfully from the game. Yeah. 
it, from the looks of it, it looked like we got tasty. I didn't notice that. <laughs> you know, uh, so you remember? I, I think famously, it's one of like the one of the biggest jump scares in that game. As you're walking down the hallway, the dog jumps out the jumps through the window. Yes. You run away, and then the other dog. I'm pretty sure during this trailer, you actually see that as well. A dog jump through a window and break it. So they're trying to do that as well. Like I'm sure we'll get a few things from the video game that are that are faithful. My only problem is that the characters look like they're doing cosplay, and that has always been our our issue. I think from day one, when since we started talking about this is that it just it doesn't look the characters don't look very good like the zombies look great the, yeah. that dog uh the yeah the the zombie dog we just saw a second ago here if i can bring it back up again uh come on where no not this one <laughs> and nope okay well whatever the point is you know, there we go there, there we go, go. There's, there's so, a little pooch. so yeah the zombie dog looks pretty dang good i th- at least i think so but then we also see here in a second we're going to see another one, which you I I think I watched it yeah, yeah. in real time you were like uh yeah this this is a bad well okay so this doesn't look good this product whatever this render is I, I'm not a good VFX person so I don't know how you say the technical terms for it but it, it's not great it looks pretty bad I did say to you we've seen terrible stuff in trailers that has been fixed by the time it gets into theaters, which I'm hoping will happen with this. But like you said, the costumes look really bad. This movie looks really low budget, like way too low budget for like this like bigger name. Mm-hmm. I, I don't mind that it's not getting the same budget as like the fucking Luc Besson uh, films or not, not Luc Besson, but you know, the ones with um, the movie. Yeah, the yeah Mia, with Mi- Mila. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine that it doesn't have like that higher budget, but like, um, this seems like nothing for a Hollywood film with a massive game franchise name on it. Because yeah, it looks like they went down to you know like, like Forever Halloween or whatever it's called, like, and just picked up costumes there. The yeah. thing that's that's trying to get me through is that I absolutely love low budget horror movies. I love a low-budget zombie movie. So, this could be amazing. <laughs> yeah, see, I like that Mr. Action, low-budget, get you. But he says it looks off. Like to, I agree. It looks weird. And oh, so, yeah, and Dale, he, uh, I, wanted, I don't know if you want to comment on this real quick, Harrison. He says that the last episode before the finale of, of uh, What If look, or didn't make any sense, which... Huh. Yeah, I mean, as uh, Mr. Action mentioned earlier, there are so many plot holes. If if you really did try and piece together, like, what if it, it contradicts itself a few times? I think on some of the things that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I like that day. Actually, it's just entertainment. You have to roll with it. It's kind of like D and D or a card game. Look at the dice or limited cards in a deck, or other reasons why things can't be done all the time. Uh, all the plot holes have reasons for not happening or not being explained. You get an idea to do an ability and are either spent from that or it was so painful you can't do it again. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I know you mean you can't explain away every plot hole, can't you? Yeah, and if you try, then you just end up creating more plot holes and then no no one's ever going to be truly satisfied with every answer you could try to give. Mm. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Action. That, we, he jumped back onto what if for a minute. Sorry, yeah, but it does Resident Evil. Um, yes, low-budget horror movies and zombie movies are great, and I absolutely love them. So it kind of looks like one of them. 
Uh, you know, and like, and I've watched some terrible ones. I've watched Poultry Geist. You know, I've watched uh, Zombie Strippers. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time with bad. <laughs> oh, I've, I've watched that movie. Oh my god, that movie's horrible. That's all right. It's got it's got Robert Englund in it. It's, it's fun. It's got boobs in it. That's about as that's about his only redeeming factor. <laughs> hey, no, nah, like they tear that guy's head in half, and it looks pretty sweet. Oh no, that's actually true. Yeah, they. But still, though. Oh, oh Mr. Action. Resident Evil. Oof. Yeah, that's and that's true, Mr. or Dale, that's true of anything. Of honestly, of like whether you're talking about Resident Evil, Marvel, Star Wars, no matter what, the mechanics of fantasy are really hard to fix because it's fake. Like you can't when you try to actually bring the real science or the real logic or the real the realness to the thing, I'm like, you're screwing yourself because yeah, it's all it's all nonsense that we're all just pretending is real. Yeah, it's a, I love um, Resident Evil has a great example of it with um, the virus virus that uh, Wesker took to survive being blown up at the end of yeah, the first the, the plot the G, device virus. Yeah, yeah, like the G virus or something. He took like an experimental version of the G virus or of some of something like that. He took like one of the viruses. Yeah, like like all the explanations for people surviving. Yeah, you know, like why Ada survives. You know, the ending of um, Resident Evil Two and and lots of games. It's all just a bit. Wibbly wobbly, uh, as they would say on Doctor Who. <laughs> See, I always will enjoy watching the the Resident Evil like animated films because they always center on Claire and Leon, no matter what. And the, and the, like how Leon always survives is by doing parkour. Like he's al <laughs> he always does like some weird like and like flipping over shit and jumping and like and like ends up doing some crazy maneuver that the way he's dressed and the way he is like leather jacket and all like there's no way he'd be able to make that maneuver. Like, he'd be too constri constricted by his clothing. But yeah, but I but I think it's just awesome how we always see that kind of shit of like it's either that yeah like some weird MacGuffin that that saved them or they have the G virus or it's like they're just that badass. I think like I think Leon Kennedy might be like kept alive by the sheer fact that anyone who still has that haircut after 1997 is some sort of vampire that is immortal to most human weapons. <laughs> like there's no there's no way in hell that you can go around looking like a member of the Backstreet Boys in 2016 and still be you know like oh. a video game, but somehow Leon well, managed yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. In so that's the probably my only problem with Leon. And like, I, I he's probably my favorite character in all the Resident Evil games. Big shock yeah. there. But uh, I think it's like the only problem I have with him is that yeah, he it's weird. He's got this like the like boy band thing going on. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you don't look like a Secret Service agent. It, it was it was a good haircut when the when Resident Evil Two came out. It was a popular haircut. Yeah, like yeah, the time of InSync and the Backstreet Boys, but by Resident Evil Four in like two thousand, what is it like two thousand seven? Two thousand six. You're protecting the, the president's daughter. Yeah, dude. I'm like, you, you are. First of all, if I'm the president, I'm not letting that guy protect my daughter. <laughs> not a chance in hell. <laughs> my daughter. Yeah, no. And then for obvious reasons, at the very end of Resident Evil Four, she she tries to come on to Leon. Like she tells know, him, it's like, hey, so how about you come back to my place for some uh, overtime? I'm like, dude, she straight up hits on Leon at the very end of that game, which is weird because it was like he's like, I will be over at your place. I'm a like, guard. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, you. I'm supposed to protect you specifically. <laughs> I've been doing a bad job for most of this game. Like, also, I, I'd like. I've, Forgot that she's the president's daughter. Could you imagine if, like, if like one of the Trump kids was kidnapped by weird Spaniards? <laughs> like, like the reaction See, that Trump would have. Can you imagine that Trump would just send in one dude? 
I imagine that Trump wouldn't send in anybody. I imagine that he's just that big of an asshole. <laughs> like Trump wouldn't send in anybody, and if and whoever he did send in, I don't know how how imp- how important do you think their job really like how how into it do you think they really are to get back that president's daughter? <laughs> I'm like, uh, do I have to? Could I? Couldn't I just not? But yeah, no. All right, but if you want to talk about weird horror movies, watch Terror Vision. I, I have never heard of Terror Vision. I thought, yeah, I haven't seen Terror Vision. I have seen Galaxy of Terror. And we also mentioned Planet Terror. Oh, that's uh, a good zombie movie. One, which is one Dude. of my favorite low-budget zombie movies. And that's what I'm hoping we're going to get from this. That kind of zombie movie. All right. So, yeah. Planet, see, Planet Terror was good. Uh, like obviously, I think uh, Night of the Living Dead was like that's always gonna be a, be- a good one. Like I think I think Dawn of the Dead was pretty good. Like the Z- uh, what was it? I think it was Zack Snyder who did that one. Or yeah, yeah, the 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 Zack Snyder remake was written by um, James James Gunn as well. Oh, okay, Mister. According to Mister. Action, Terror Vision is free on YouTube, so we can we'll be able to watch it at some point. Nice. Ooh. So yeah, but like I think yeah, but I personally I think that uh, yeah, Night or Dawn of the Dead was pretty good. I think that Land of the Dead, meh. That was like that was when the zombies started getting smart enough to use guns. Oh yeah, Land of the Dead. Oh, with John Leguizamo. Oh. Not my favorite. And so yeah, but but yes, as far as zombie movies go, Planet Terror is probably up there just because it's so freaking insane and so campy. And like we talked about how the chick has a freaking like machine gun leg, and I'm like that is. It's awesome, but it's stupid, but it's like it's also cool. Also, I completely recommend it to you guys in the chat, Dale, Mr. Action, anyone else watching. Um, yeah, go check out Planet Terror. Like it has we were talking, Josh Brolin is in it. Josh Brolin? Yeah. Yeah. Thanos. Brolin. Thanos is in it, and it's amazing. I yeah. like way before he was Thanos, but it's really good. Um, it's a Robert Rodriguez movie, so you know, that's a really good reason to watch it. You get to see Quentin Tarantino get killed in a fun way. That's always good. Yeah, so you get to see Quentin Tarantino because of the virus, like he has the zombie virus, and so he talks about like, oh, I'm gonna like he he he's gonna do something very bad to a woman. I, mean, I don't want to say it for fear that we will get you know the those the ban hammer, but mm. in doing so, he's gonna Tarantino her. Huh? Yeah, yeah, he pulls his pants down and you see it just fall off, and I'm like, ha, it's fucking awesome. Like the zombie the zombie movie makes his uh it's it's just hilarious, it's, and, it's really and then good. he. And then he freaks out about it, and then and the chick starts laughing at him, and then he gets more pissed off and tries to do it anyway. And it's hilarious how he dies. <laughs> and then Bruce Willis is there, fucking the chick from one of the one of them chicks from Charmed, or I'm I'm pretty I think Melissa yes. Milano. Yeah, yeah. Um, she or is Charmed. it the or is it the other or is it the other one who I'm thinking of? I'm I it's I know one of them chicks is it's the one who the chick who has the uh, machine gun leg. Yeah, she yeah, she is definitely from Charmed. I just can't think of her name. Oh God, um, we have a comment. Rose from- McGowan. There we go. I still can't get over Leon's lack of dorky haircut. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he wants he's he's talking about uh, brown Leon, which it, it shouldn't matter that he's brown, but but still though, I mean that is a, that is the first thing I notice about him because he's not. There's nothing really like distinguishes do, him from Leon. I do love the idea. Yeah, it's like like this guy because he's oh hello officer. What's your name? Leon Kennedy. He's like Kennedy. Le- you sure about that? <laughs> not like Leon Kennyades or something. Not like Kennedy. Yeah, but I but I would definitely agree because like his haircut does like again it's it looks like a boy band but in a different way. 
it is inter- like more modern boy fan. It's more One Direction than NSYNC. He would be a great lo- yes, yes, and that's maybe that's racist, but damn it, yes, he would make a great. Uh, I think it's Luis Seta uh, from Resident Evil Four. Oh, he's the dude. Yes. Yeah, he's the yeah, he's the dude. In the, yeah, the best. Yeah. Too. Ah, I see the president's daughter got ballistics. He's like, yeah. Good Lord, yeah. <laughs> Bringing uh, that casual 2000s like, Hispanic uh, racism. Like, seriously, dude, what is it What is it with, like, I, maybe it's just me, but is that, like, that's that stereotype of, like, Hispanics being kind of, like, again, kind of pervy. You know? I'm like, what is it? what is it with that? My favorite thing as well is that there's a lot of things often, like, American-made media where you'll have a Spanish character, not not as in like Spanish speaking, actual from Spain, and they make him a Mexican. Like they give him yeah. a Mexican voice. And I'm like, the Spanish have a different accent. They, they don't all, the Spanish don't turn up going, hey, come on, we're in Europe, cabron. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> the EU, yeah, man, no. we got a single currency. Yeah, no, that I would doubt that you that I bet you if you go uh, being as you are like, you know, kind of closer to Spain, I'm sure you've met a Spanish person a, a time or two in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been there so, myself a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. So with that, I'm like, yeah, I, I sincerely doubt they sound like, you know, you're the stereotypical Mexican. <laughs> hey, man, what's up? Oh, orale. <laughs> yeah, no, not. And again, like, yeah, it's, it kind of seems like this Leon Kennedy looks like a little more like a Luis Seta than it, than that. So I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that I, but, but I agree with you. It, it shouldn't matter. And I don't think it will like in the movie. I think it'll be fine. Yeah. No, in the end, like, it's not going to, it's not going to make a difference. It's just, you know, we, we've gotten this idea of what Leon's supposed to look like. And it, it's just not this dude. Okay. So Mr. Yeah. It's less of a stereotype and more to more due to a Latin people being more friendlier from a cultural standpoint, Brazilian and with both Italian and Spanish. All right. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. I like, <laughs> so, so, yeah, when you, when you comment a woman on her boobs, it's not you being creepy. It's just you being nice. <laughs> Wasn't, isn't that that New York governor, the one who's saying, like, like I didn't touch them, I'm just Italian? <laughs> See, and, and so now, yeah, now I am, like, I'm, I'm not, like, super, like, I, I'm, I'm Hispanic, like, I, my, I, family like back from spain who came to america and then colonized both mexico and then later on fucking southern america like so i like new mexico texas that area i'm like i so i don't i don't have i'm not claim to be like super big on spanish culture but yeah no dude like i um i don't know man it's it's not great for me to just see that kind of shit of like of you know when you see Louis the characters like Louis Seta like doing that kind of shit. I'm like, yeah, it's funny, but I'm like, it also doesn't help. It doesn't help the yeah. image. Yeah. He is but, useful in that level though. Yeah, absolutely. But but I but I do agree, but I am down with that of like, yeah, it's it's just different cultures. You know what? Yeah. Don't 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 look at it through the through the lens of your own. Moving on, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off of political conversation because that's just not because <laughs> that's not that's a slippery slope that we should not be on. <laughs> Don't make Mister Action cancel us yet again. Exactly. I really like that we've got this guy because that looks like it's Chief Irons. From it is Chief. Two. That is Chief Irons. In fact, uh, he even says like, "Oh, it's Chief Irons. Get on your fucking radio and shit like that." Like during the trailer. Yeah. So like, I I'm really interested to see if we're gonna see like the the Chief Irons stuff where like because he was like killing people. Like during like the zombie apocalypse, like he was skinning that girl, 
Like, oh she's shit! Like a deer. Yeah, it's he's got a whole messed up extra story. So it'd be cool if they go into that. But I don't know if they'll have the time with the mixing up both movies. So all right, so that's Donald Loge, uh, or Logue. Um, uh, but yeah, he's also been in. Uh, he for for you Batman fans out there, he was in Gotham as uh, Harvey Bullock. So I'm I'm kind of interested to see that. I think he he'll play a good a good cop. He can play a good and and I'm not exactly like I, I don't think I'm like I said I'm not as uh, up to date on uh, Resident Evil One as I, it's been a long time since I fucking played that game. But, but yeah, I I could see him as Chief Irons. Oh, I know Donald Logue. He's in um, Ghost Rider, isn't he? Indeed, he is. He's he's the friend yeah. of, the, of Ghost Rider who gets who get uh, yeah he gets killed by the demon guy. And so, Mister Action, what are you wait wetting? What I, I what what did I say or what did we say that made you made you pause? <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> yeah, and so all right, um, I think we're getting to pretty close to the end of this conversation. But like, what do you, so Harrison? Like, we're probably gonna end up watching this, right? Like, like we're we're probably gonna end up seeing. Like, I know Marshall's gonna watch it, if for no other reason, just to tear it to, sh to shreds. I don't know. Yeah, although Marshall Marshall doesn't like his scary movies. I, I want to watch this. I want to see this. Um, especially because um, I've I've recently found a drive-in like relatively close to me, so I'm trying to take every chance I can to go to that drive-in at night and watch scary movies. Um, so this would be a prime one for me. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, I I'm just a fan of, of video game movies, whether they're good or bad. I'll watch them just to just to compare them to the game. Like I still have to watch Assassin's Creed in the hopes that it might be all right. It's probably not going to be. <laughs> mm. I mentioned Ghost Hand. Ooh, yeah, you said the red... you dig the Red Queen from those first movies. And look, Ghost Hand. So you said you're kind of shocked how cheap most the CGI looks. And I agree. The CGI in this does look cheaper than I would expect from most movies these days, to be honest. Um, especially like this kind of film. But you said now, now the liquors, the liquors do look good in the first couple of movies. The nemesis costume is impeccable. I mean, it's, it's, for, it's for, very a practical, good. for a practical effect, damn good. I hate the fact that like you can see the guy can't move in it. It's like <laughs> I, I hate that bit of the movie. Like it's just like when he's being shot at, um, that sniper is shooting him and refusing to hit him in the head for some reason. Um, and it's just this guy just stiff armed walking down the street, and it's like, uh Yeah, no, and and they even talk about that in like the behind the scenes stuff about how that goat dude he couldn't breathe in that thing, like he couldn't like. Like it was super hot, and yeah, he couldn't move in it. That costume was just super over and cumbersome, and just it didn't work at all. That awful little fight scene that Mila Jokovic has with him, um, yeah, is just kind of rough. It's like I, mean, I feel although, it's like bad how they had to give him a minigun. Like, although, what's messed up stuff. as Resident Evil or as video game movies go, I think that Resident Evil Apocalypse is probably as close to the video game as any movie has ever gotten. Yes, you're right. I think you are right. Like Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil Apocalypse, like the Resident Evil 3 video game and Resident Evil Apocalypse are kind of like, like if, if you're talking about the old one, the, the remake, not as much, but if you're talking about the old one, then yeah, dude, it's, it's yeah. kind of like dead on. Yeah, they're, they're definitely the closest. Um, it's, it's only my favorite of the movies uh, so far is, is Apocalypse. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was going to have to like, Jill Valentine like makes even less sense in that movie, I think. <laughs> like, 
when she turns up and she's like, you know, like in her boots strutting into the, the police <laughs> the desert, The desert one is a guilty pleasure of your... Uh, okay, I, I get that. I think that was a Resident Evil Afterlife is that one. And that's when they're like talking about like, the oh, we have to go to Las Vegas. No one goes to Vegas. That's a bad idea. And that like they're, yeah, they have like that one serum that they try to control the zombies with. It's, uh, yeah... I've, I've given up watching by that point. I haven't seen. Yeah, no, I've I've, I've fallen out of it. Like, it, like it's kind of hard to follow those movies. Like, if you if you go from one to the other, they completely do it like a complete one eighty from one movie to the next. Yeah. Also, like I don't know, I I, I just don't find Mila Jokovic movies that interesting. I just every time people use her, just I don't think her actions like as good as people think it is. Also, like this is weird thing. This is weird thing. Anyone else know this Mila Jokovic movies? They keep talking about how great she looks in all the movies. I'm like, yeah, she's all right. But like, it's in a bunch of them. It's like Fifth Element. They talk about how perfect she is the entire time. Take it easy, Ghost Hand. Thank you for tuning in. But yeah, but I I agree. You know what's funny is that the only real Mila Mila Jakovic movies that I truly watch are the Resident Evil movies. I don't think I've ever actually seen another movie that, and if I have, I don't remember it. But that I don't Fifth Element. Oh shit! Yes, okay. So I've watched that one, but I mean that was shit. That's an '80s movie. That, that hasn't been like that's an older movie that I had to watch in like my in my freaking in one of my like cult film classes. Oh, it's a very good film. You should watch it. Oh no, it's oh it's it's a good film. It's a very good film. But I'm not I'm not, I'm just saying though. As far as uh, like, it's not exactly you know the the most popular films that she's ever been. You know what I mean? Like, and if it is, I'm yeah. like, damn, lady, like <laughs> you. Yeah, I suppose like it's probably it's probably more popular than Joan of Arc. If you oh, remember yeah, that okay. one, I mm, vaguely, but yeah, like I said, film. I'm a director. No, I'm an editor. <laughs> there's a there's a distinct difference. <laughs> Sebastian was the director. That's how that works. <laughs> but anyway, so um, yeah, like we're probably gonna end up watching this movie. I'll I'll definitely see it, and who knows? Maybe we'll end up doing like as we get closer to it. Because let's see, when did this, when did it say this movie come is coming out in? Oh, just coming so- doesn't say. It just says coming soon, exclusive to the theaters. Yeah, it seems bad. It seems like they've missed October, which was a bad idea for this movie. I think. Watch, it's gonna end up coming out during Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> like that'd be great, but like yeah, I, I think we'll end up probably watching the fr- like the other two Resident Evil movies. We'll probably end up watching like one and two. Leading up to it, like the other uh, ones, I don't think any of the other, the rest of them after that, we can stop. But yeah, I think one and two are the ones that you should at least give a try if you're going to talk about yeah. the Resident Evil films. And but yeah, how about you, Harrison? You think you're going to check? Like you said, you think you're going to check this out? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Awesome. And Mr. Action, I, I bet you you'll you'll probably check it out if only to understand what we're talking about when we end up inevitably reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> Resident Christmas. Yes, uh, you know it's funny is that they call it biohazard in Japan. So what do you? What's that going to be? <laughs> Fucking bio Christmas. Yeah, or right. They, they they do Christmas a little bit oddly. They they, they have their KFC Christmas. <laughs> who know who knows what a resident even? They might already have bio Christmas. Maybe that is what KFC Christmas is. Is there a first remake of the game? Like, do you mean of the first game? Because I don't think so. I think I think only the second and third one have remakes. The there, first one hasn't gotten a remake yet. There, there, there is a remake of the first one. There was, uh, 
there was a remake and then I think they remastered the remake in like 2016 or something, I think. Um, so it's definitely out on Steam. I think I'm pretty sure it's out on most consoles, but like you know, digitally. Um, okay. But they not in the same vein. It's not on the same engine, I don't think, as the la- the latest remakes that we've got. So the Resident Evil Two and the Resident Evil Three. I don't think it's on the RE engine. Yeah. So it'll be a little. It's gonna be a little weird. Like it's gonna look a little different, and it's gonna yeah. controls yeah. a bit differently as well. All right, so yeah, in our last topic, we had some Star Wars review. <laughs> Again, in the desert of Star Wars news that we are walking across, we finally found <laughs> another moisture vaporator. I'm trying to go on the legal side. Okay, I see. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's good on you, Mr. Action. Don't pirate games. To be honest, Mr. Action as well, I would say if you want to just start on Resident Evil 2, it's not that bad an idea. Like... It's a really good introduction to Resident Evil. You're not going to miss that much by not playing the first Resident Evil if you don't want to play it. Um, it's not like the plot matters. Yeah, right. Like zombies, shoot them, jump around, quick time events. You pretty much get Resident Evil. And if you want to know the plot, I have literally read the first book. So that's the entire pl- plot of the first game here on this channel. So you can go and listen to that. Besides, everything after Resident Evil, everything before Resident Evil, uh, or after Resident Evil 4, and before Resident Evil 7, pretty much you can just jump right over. Yeah, yeah, which is exactly what I've done. I, I played like two hours of Resident Evil 5, and I've never looked back. I, I have unfortunately completed Resident Evil 5, and it was the worst. It is, there's a part where Chris Redfield punches a boulder, and it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst the worst thing but anyways yeah let's go ahead and talk about these star wars books that got revealed yes so yeah four new star wars books got revealed uh they are shadow of the sith brotherhood uh well this one yeah it's it's gonna be a short story book but it's yeah stories of the jedi and sith and then finally padawan and so yeah harrison i wanted to bring this up to you since like since you mentioned before a second ago you've been doing uh a few of our audio comment or audio books on this channel so I thought you might be interested in, yeah, like the, apparently this story, The Shadow of the Sith, is going to be taking place 20 years after the Battle of Endor. Mm-hmm. It's like, supposedly it's going to be talking about um, uh, Luke and Le- or Luke and Lando going to find uh, Lando's daughter. It's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, I was saying um, offline that it's it's not a character combination you think of. You don't really put Luke and Lando sort of on their own. That They're only usually together in a in an ensemble cast it would mm-hmm. be a bit like if like hawkeye and t'challa like had to go get the starbucks and, you know, yeah and, like, hawkeye's kind of there like so you're a king Ooh. wow do you, do so you, you normally get starbucks or does someone normally get it for you because you're a king mm-hmm. like really awkward um and so yeah we were saying like what's it gonna be like is luke gonna be uh, like so where do you buy your capes so yeah, it's going to be nearly two decades after the Battle of Endor, the tattered remains of Palpatine's forces have fled to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. But for the heroes of the New Republic, danger and loss are ever-present. And uh, it says, yeah, Luke haunted by dark vision, or the visions of the dark side for telling an ominous secret growing somewhere in the depths of space on a dead world called Exegol. The disturbance in the force is undeniable. Uh, let me see. And he... And his worst fears are confirmed by when his old friend Lando Calrissian comes to him with reports of a new Sith menace. And yeah, apparently it talks about how after his daughter was stolen from his arms, Lando searched the stars for any trace of the lost child. But every new rumor only led to the dead ends and fading hopes until 
he crossed paths with Uchi of Bestoon, which is a character anyone who who watched uh, was it Rise of Skywalker will remember that part. So it's the it's the dude with like the dagger and everything. He's like, it, oh, that's ab- ab- apparently uh, you don't remember him, Harrison. <laughs> I don't remember that name. Can you remember? You can honestly remember that name? No. Uh, but then again, I, I've been reading the comics. So if anyone who's also, that's the thing in, in the War of the Bounty Hunters comics. So like, it's basically, it's a tie-in novel to War of the Bounty Hunters and to, uh, uh, what's it called? And and to like the, the sequel trilogy. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying that. And I like the idea that this is going into a little bit of before Luke disappears and like mm-hmm. seeing Luke actually doing something in the galaxy because yeah you know the, the the sequel trilogy really kind of makes him look like a bit of a deadbeat dad to all jedi yeah i, I would definitely agree like he's like we we kind of we kind of build him up in our minds but he's kind of a shit master <laughs> <laughs> which i guess like you know makes sense like considering you know, he had to this basically teach himself like wait you got yoda but like, he didn't get like a very good Jedi training because I mean, you're supposed to start when you're five or whatever. Yeah, like he and he he had to train you right, but most of it by himself or like reading like whatever he could sc- scavenge from like other places around the around the galaxy. Or as um in one of the chapters in Star Wars: Allegiance, like getting passive aggressive hints from Obi Wan's ghost. Yeah, <laughs> like oh no, not there, Luke! You fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there's actually a part where he, where uh, he, they run across the stormtroopers, and he's about to shoot them. He's like, "Luke, use the force." Oh wait, I shouldn't shoot at that guy, and he decides not to. He's like, "Good job, Luke. You've taken your first steps to a larger world." I'm like, "Dude, couldn't you just tell him that the the stormtroopers were good guys?" Yeah, there's a bit where Luke says, "Like, oh come on, man." And he's like, "No, you have to find this out yourself." It's like, but you clearly know, you know the answer. Just tell me, right? So yeah, but apparently it's. I, I'm willing to bet it's gonna because it's 20 years after Endor. It's going to involve like Ray's family, or it's gonna somehow involve Ray, or it's it's gonna do something like that. And then it, it involves Exegol too. We're gonna start seeing the first of Snoke. So so I'm kind of down, but I don't like. Eh, we'll have to we'll have to see if it's good because you know, like there's a lot that could go wrong with when you're looking at the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll admit, and I think. Do you think anyone actually wants it to focus on stuff from the sequel trilogy, or do we want it to focus on Luke and Lando? I want it to focus on Luke and Lando, but when it says Shadow of the Sith, like, and then it mentions Exegol, it's like, damn it, you guys are gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna involve either Palpatine or you're gonna have Snoke in there somehow, aren't you? It's weird that they're talking about Exegol because, because I feel like, I feel like it's strange that they're they're bringing this up. As if, like, they might stumble across Palpatine's big old grand plan early. Yeah, or something like. A, and if that's the case, I'm like, then what the hell, guys? It's just going to end up causing more problems than than it solves. Watch, like, you're you're going to create right. more yeah. division in the Star Wars community. Yeah, because it, it just like so. It's like so they 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 know about Exegol and they just didn't do anything about it. Like, <laughs> that's why Luke ran away. That's why Luke ran away. That after the, after all of that, he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. Like I, Exegol, exi- I'm done. I don't even want to have any part of this. I guess yeah. Maybe he's like, look, uh, like I've literally, I've done my bit of trying to kill this guy. It's someone else's turn to try and kill this guy. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm a little more interested in the other ones. Like, so we have like Brotherhood, which is going to be, as it said, uh, yeah. So here, let me pull this aside so I can read that. 
It says, yeah, the uh, so it's going to be Obi-Wan and Anakin during the Clone Wars. Amid brewing chaos, Anakin rises to the rank of Jedi Knight. Despite the mandate that Obi-Wan travel alone and his former master's or yeah, his former master's distance that he listens this time, Anakin's headstrong determination means nothing or, or means nothing can stop him from crashing the party. So he goes on a mission uh, to looks like Cato Nemoidia, whatever, wherever the hell that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it, I, I think it will be interesting. Do you think we need more of this or do you think like this is going to add anything that the Clone Wars show yeah. didn't already do? Well, well, it says, yeah. So they go to Cato Nemoidia, the jewel of the Trade Federation. The Republic is blamed and, uh, and the fragile neutrality of the planet is threatened. The Jedi dispatch Obi-Wan and one of the Order's most gifted diplomatic minds uh, or yeah, one of the yeah. So they detach Obi Wan, one of the Order's most diplomatic minds, to investigate the crime and maintain balance that has begun to dangerously shift. So so yeah, basically he's someone's been killed on a separate planet and he has to go uh, like so, like investigate and be I like, like oh that. well, I like a sort of and, Star Wars murder mystery. Yeah, and it's going to be young and it's well, it's not going to be young Anakin. It's going to be um, uh, about twenty year old Anakin. So. I'm down for that. Like, I'm I'm down to like it's another Clone Wars story we haven't seen yet, and do we necessarily need it? Not really, but eh, why not? Like, I, you know, those stories are always cool. I I read recently a, a book called it was a uh, Master and Apprentice by it was same thing Star Wars, but it was Qui Gon and uh, and Obi Wan. Oh, nice. And yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it it didn't necessarily give anything like super major to the story, but it was like, oh, cool, a little like a tale we didn't know about, like an adventure that they went on that you know did that was just a cool little story. Yeah, sounds good. Spe yeah, speaking of cool little stories, there's also apparently yeah stories of the Jedi and Sith, which I guess according to this one, this is going to be just it's it's so it's going to be from these different authors like Roseanne Brown, Stewart or Sarwat, Chetta. Delilah Dawson, like I don't know any of these authors to be completely honest, but I'm sure someone out there is like, oh my god, all of those are <laughs> my favorite short story writers. But yeah, so apparently it's going to be centering on like different stories from Luke Skywalker to Darth Vader, Obi Wan, Asajj Ventress, and it's just going to be a little spin off like standalone stories. And nice. one thing I thought was pretty cool about this, and I actually think is like the actually really badass, is that. So, are you familiar with? Uh, there's an artist named Jake Bartok. Uh, no, I'm not familiar with Jake. Okay, well, he does a lot of Star Wars uh, stuff out here. Let me let me show you. Like, he has this really famous, or this really like uh, really cool stuff that he does. Like, it's a uh, medieval Star Wars, basically. Oh, cool! And so here, let me let me show you. Uh, yes, put a new tab. If it if it will let me. <laughs> Because, yeah, sometimes uh, StreamYard is a little wonky with that shit. But here, let me remove that. Oh, no, wrong one. See what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, bear with me, guys. <laughs> Harris, install. Um, yes, so uh, whilst we are waiting here, yet uh, do check out the uh, audio books. That's the only thing I'm going to be plugging at the end of the show, like I always do. Um, so come on over to it. We are continuing with Star Wars Allegiance. Although we are getting quite thin on the book. The number of pages I have left is getting rather small. So I expect that we're going to finish it in the next two or three streams, I would have thought. Maybe yeah, even I'm, less. Here's hoping. But yeah, so... <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. No, I'm like I'm done here. I'm here done listening to Harrison's voice. <laughs> but nah, yeah. So 
we have this kind of stuff. Awesome. Like he ends up making like Viking, uh, you know, Mandalorian, or he ends up making like the medieval knight, uh, like Jedi. And so this dude has ended up making like all kinds of different uh, fan art like this. And the reason I bring it up is because apparently he's going to be doing the cover for the the short stories. Oh, sweet. Yeah, like he's been he has been like he, it was like put on his Twitter a few days ago or a, yeah yeah a few days ago when this but when these things were all announced that he's going to be the guy like doing all the shit for it. Oh, let me remove that. And I think that's personally that's really badass to be able to like a fan that they got a fan creator to be like, hey dude, can you you know illustrate our our uh, covers for us? And like I'm looking for if it looks anything like those, I think yeah. I'm I'm down for it. Hmm, that'd be really interesting. Okay. That kind of makes me like like picking like a slightly odd kind of style for a cover makes me think that maybe the stories on the inside are going to be a little bit different as well. Kind of yeah, makes me see. Want to read it a bit more. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm like, I think that it, it, the fact that they got this guy who does extremely like unique Star Wars uh, art, I would love to see like for, just for whatever reason, like it doesn't even have to be, you know, involving that kind of shit, but I would love to see a, a story about the Mandalorian with that cover art of him, like with the freaking knives and a bow and arrow on his back with <laughs> ax and like, he's never used an ax, but who cares? Put that on the cover. He like, could. <laughs> That's the thing. We all know he could, if he wanted to. Exactly. I'm like, and so I'm down for that. And I think that'd be kind of cool for you. Like, especially for our book, for you here, our, our resident audiobook reader. I think it'd be kind of cool to have like the stories of the Jedi and Sith and be able to be like to read all those different little like short stories. Mm. So actually, yeah, short stories like that is something that I'm really interested in looking into, actually. Hmm. Fact, that could be quite interesting. We shall uh, maybe see about having more audiobooks for yeah. short stories. And let's hope, yeah, let's hope that as you were talking about, let's hope Disney doesn't <laughs> doesn't screw us over and say, hey, <laughs> stop giving away our book. <laughs> and so yeah, and then the final one was gonna be uh, Star Wars Padawan. Which is apparently that one's going to be about a young Obi Wan. Like, oh, so, right. yeah, it's going to be like, um, so Obi Wan Kenobi really wants to be a good Padawan, the best Padawan, even. But that's feel, but that feeling is more and more impossible with his new master, Qui Gon Jinn. All Obi Wan's friends are off training to be real Jedi, getting mission experience, and he's still on Coruscant practicing his forms and sitting in silence. And, and so, yeah, it's going to be basically like it's it, Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn after they first met like it's like on their first very first mission together and so yeah it's like ever since qui-gon's former master dooku left the order it feels like qui-gon has been too busy trying to connect with the force or arguing with jedi council to properly train his his padawan hmm. and so yeah and so when obi-wan finally convinces qui-gon to take him on a mission to a remote planet once explored by the Je ancient jedi his master doesn't show up the morning of they are to leave so obi-wan impulsively takes off by himself Ooh, that's a so yeah. It's gonna be mm. Obi Wan as a young, brash, young. Like, basically, yeah. Obi what if Obi Wan was like Anakin in his younger years? Yes, I think you're right. I think there is going to be some parallels between the two. Yeah, which I I like that. I always enjoy. Like, we always see Obi Wan as as like the cool, collected, like calm master. So I think it'll be really cool to see him as you know what happened. Like, what is what was he like as a young man who was brash and and like you know kind of like headstrong. Yeah. It also seems to suggest that they, again, like they've done before, they're sort of angling a slightly different audience between books. So maybe this one's going to be angled a little bit younger. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, I would definitely say so. I think that that one is going to be younger. I don't know about the Clone Wars or the Shadow of the like the Brotherhood and Shadow of the Sith. I'm sure probably going to be a little more adult. Yeah, based on the fact that yeah. they're 
yeah, they take place during war, or at least the one of them does. And then uh, I would say that yeah, the short stories, I mean, you know, mixed bag, just depends on which which story you're reading. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so uh, real quick, last thing I'm going to show you from Jake Bartok is because uh, I think this is really cool, and I think you would appreciate it. Okay. So here, uh, screen share. I think you would very much appreciate the Han and Chewie that he made. <laughs> like a reverse Gimli. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So I just, if you ever have any ideas for a costume, Harrison, there it is. <laughs> it could be human Chewie. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought you, I thought you'd think that was cool. But at, at any rate, so yeah, guys, I think that's that's going to be the end of the podcast. I think we're we're pretty much done with that. Like I, I those, I mean, yeah, the Star Wars books look awesome, and I can't wait to read them. Like my Audible is going to be fucking filled for the next shit for the next year. Because <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been going through all the High Republic novels, and then we got Star, the Star Wars Vision novel coming out literally, I think tomorrow. It's oh, like wow. the Star, yeah, Star Wars Ronin is coming out. It's like it's gonna be the the expansion novel to to that first to the uh, the duel. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I'll let you know how that one is because uh, yeah, I got I have it on my Audible tomorrow, or, and it comes out tomorrow. So I I will be definitely breaking into that. Oh, that sounds really good. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh yeah. And so yeah, but at any rate, uh, yeah, guys, like th this has been the Folkman Entertainment Podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching. And thank you for you know for staying with us as long as you have. I I know it's not easy because we're jumping around from Resident Evil to Marvel to Star Wars to you know I don't know like a name name of pop culture. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but if you guys want to check out some more stuff, then make sure you check out our audio comics. We have uh, I'm I'm still working on on Last Ronin or Ronin, whatever, however you pronounce it. And then, yeah, then check out Harrison because he's got our uh, an audiobook coming out this Thursday. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, streaming on Thursday. Awesome. And then, yeah, we don't know. Like, all right, so I just had to point a question as a question. What, what do you think your next audiobook is going to be since you said you were almost done with this one? So I've got a few to choose from, but the one I'm in looking at in the moment is a novel called Planet X. And Planet X is a Star Trek... Bear with me. It is a Star Trek um, <laughs> fantasy story where they discover a strange planet and then through some weird fantasy stuff, science stuff, the X-Men turn up on the Enterprise. So Wolverine and Storm <laughs> like, are there. And that's like all I know. I don't know any more about the book. I just know that it's, it's an X-Men next generation crossover. So Picard, like like you've got like Wolverine there going, you know, like presumably you remind me of someone very familiar. <laughs> so is this like a fan book or is this like a, an official no, like thing that they did? Like a real book. You can go buy this on Amazon, like a full hardback, uh, not hardback, um, like a real paperback book. What? Uh, my fuck? brother has it. So, okay. so that's what I'm considering doing next. It's a bit shorter. And then I do want to go back to Star Wars. I want to try and kind of go like one Star Wars, one non-Star Wars. Oh my God. Star Wars focus at this podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. This, they actually, Marvel Comics actually put their name on this or they put their, their logo on this book. My God, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I look forward to that. So yeah, now you definitely need to finish uh, Star Wars uh the allegiance so you can get onto that one because i've never heard of that before and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to this 
I also like I was uh, I was back in like my old family home and I, I knew I had a Star Wars novel there, but it's weird. It's one I picked up secondhand and it's like the second in a series. It's another by Timothy Zahn. Um so I need to I think it's like Shadow of the Empire. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think I might need to get the first book. We'll do that one first before we do the Shadow of the Empire. So you'll probably need to. Yeah. See now, you might you might remember there's one part in Allegiance where where Mara Jade mentions like, oh, maybe Vader's looking for Prince Zizor or whatever. That guy is. It's going to explain more about that. That's what Shadows of the Empire is. Is a lot of like this the Empire or like the the Emperor's like secret dealings with Prince Zizor and like the Black Sun Cartel. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's but anyway, yeah, you I think you'll enjoy that because that that is probably one of the most popular uh like arcs of of Star Wars that has ever existed, especially in 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 Legends. All right. But yeah. So anyway, if you guys are interested in those, but make sure to tune into audiobooks, audio comics and as always our podcast every week. We'll be back on Sunday with well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, oh, oh no, wait. Yes, that's right. We're going to be doing uh, the fucking, what's it called? The DC Fandom After Party. Yes. We have, yeah. So yeah, tune in this Sunday because we're going to be doing everything that. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Bat- bring your DC hats. <laughs> bring your Batman voice. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Nah. Anyway, I am Gilbert. This is Harrison. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>